Hello and welcome to the Christian Bible Study Ministry Podcast. Uh, as I always do uh, at the beginning of each of these uh, episodes, I want to say that uh, I hope that the Lord has blessed you. And I'm, matter matter of fact, I know that he already has if you're his. And if you don't realize this, then no matter what's going on in your life, I pray that the Lord will show himself to you in some kind of way. Uh, you know, if you're fighting some kind of problem in your life right now, sickness, uh, emotional, spiritual issues, family problems, just whatever it is, you know, just be reassured that he is there and he is listening to you and he already knows what you need. So just come to him with all your problems. Uh, today, we will be reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Uh we won't be doing the whole chapter, but we will be covering a subject which uh, came to me uh, recently, and I feel like this is something that I should uh, talk about. Um, the subject of uh, the length of hair for men and women, you know, like should a man have, it, or is it ever okay for a man to have long hair? Is it ever okay for a woman to have short hair? And uh the Apostle Paul talks about this in uh, 1 Corinthians 11, and we will be reading through the first 16 verses of this chapter. And so take your Bible uh, and turn to 1 Corinthians 11, and we will start here. Be ye followers of me, even as I also am of Christ. Now I praise you, brethren, that ye remember me in all things, and keep the ordinances as I have delivered. Excuse me, and, and keep the ordinances as I delivered them to you. But I would have you know that the head of every man is Christ, and the head of the woman is the man, and the head of Christ is God. Every man praying or prophesying. Having his head covered dishonoreth his head. So Paul has passed on the teachings to the church in Corinth, and they have remembered the things that he has told them, and he commends them for this. Here we get into some controversial stuff, you know. Uh, here, just a little, and just excuse me, just shortly, we will get we will get into some controversial uh, things here. Uh, men answer to Christ as he is the head of man and God is the head of Christ. So we are men, you know, men, I'm talking specifically about men here. Men answer to Christ as he is the head of man and God is the head of Christ. Verses five through six. But every woman that prayeth or prophesieth with her with her head uncovered dishonoreth her head, for that is even all one as if she were shaven. For if the woman had, for if the woman be not covered, let her also be shorn. But if it is, a, but if it be a shame for a woman to be shorn or shaven, let her be covered. It seems that in the culture of Corinth. There, you know, the you know these were the norms for gender. This is my view, at least. Uh, there may have been a uh, norm in that culture for men 
to have short or, you know, uh, to have their ha uh, hair cut short or to even be bald. But women would not do this uh, normally. They would uh, have longer hair. And so it was a gender-defined, it, it was a gender-based norm, I guess you could call it. So women would wear long hair and men would have short hair. So if a woman were to masculinize, as I call it, her hair, this, you know, it would be a sin in that culture, you know, because it would have the appearance of being a man. And th that is not something that God would have us to do, as we'll see later on. So I think that we have here, that what we have here is a statement that if, if being a key word here, it is a disgrace for a woman to shave her hair or shave her hair off, then she should cover it. Again, the key word is if. If the cultural norms dictate a gender's appearance, then these should be followed. Verses 7 through 8. For a man indeed ought not to cover his head for as much as he is the image and glory of God, but the woman is the glory of the man. For the man is not of the woman, but the woman of the man. God created man. He created Adam first. Uh, and Adam was created in the image of God and his glory. Since woman came from man, she also was created by God and she shares in God's glory. So both men and women share in the glory of God because they both ultimately come from God. Verses 9 through 13 Excuse me. Neither was the man created for the woman, but the woman for the man. For this cause ought the woman to have power on her head because of the angels. Nevertheless, neither is the man without the woman, neither the woman without the man and the Lord. For as the woman is of the man, even so is the man also by the woman, but all things of God. Judging yourselves, is it comely that a woman pray unto God uncovered? You know, woman was created so that man, excuse me, again, uh, would not be alone. So she was created for man. So a woman, it says here, basically, I believe that a woman should not shame her husband. And because, you know, for this, you know, it, you know, she should not shame her husband for this reason. She was created for man, by God for man, and so she should not shame her husband. And you know, however, it is to be made clear that the two are dependent on each other. They have equality in their relationship. You know, the man's dependent on the woman, and the woman is dependent on the man. They are intertwined with each other. They are inter. They are in. They are joined together, husband and wife. So you know, again, a woman came from man, and man also came from woman, and both come from God. So both are equal. 
So in no way is there an attempt here to establish male, you know, the ultimate superiority of the husband in any manner. I know that sometimes uh, people can get the idea that the Bible is stating that the husband has the ultimate authority or control over his wife. And this is not the case, you know, from what I've gathered in, in my reading of the scriptures, if a man is, or a, a husband is, is doing what he's supposed to do, then the wife would have no problem in following along with him. But if he abrogates that, or if he neglects that responsibility and starts acting in a way that he's not supposed to, then the woman is responsible for not following his actions because she's not supposed to in that case because it would be wrong. So, verses 13 through 16, we will read, um, excuse me, but if any man seem to be contentious, we have no such custom, neither the churches of God. So, I want to stop here. Well, actually, excuse me, go back into your, uh, go back to verse 13. Judging yourselves, is it comely that a woman praying to God uncovered doth not even nature itself teach you that if a man have long hair, it is a shame unto him? But if a woman have long hair, it is a glory to her, for her hair is given her for a covering. But if any man seem to be contentious, we have no such custom, neither the churches of God. And in the Old Testament, we, we know that there is a prohibition against the wearing of clothes of the opposite sex. You know, a man is told not to wear the clothes of a woman, and the woman is told not to wear the clothes of a man. I think this is related here because we are dealing with gender, uh, it seems like we are dealing with some type of gender-related issues here. As you know, this I know this deals with the length of hair, you know, and but I think that also ties into clothing, the appearance. What appearance does it give? Does it give you the the appearance as a man of being a woman, or does it give the woman an appearance of being a man? You know. Uh, so for a man or a woman to dress in a manner that is contrary to what they actually are is a shame and an offense to their spouse, not only to their spouse, but ultimately to God, because that is not how he created us to be. And Paul says if anybody wants to argue about it, it's not open for discussion. It, you know, it says that the church has no other teachings on this, that it is that final there is it's not open for discussion and i know that the, you know i want to close this out with saying that i know that there are some other viewpoints on this and frankly i'm open to hearing what people have to say about this so feel free to comment uh in any way that you feel free um and i hope that uh people are open-minded on this you know the you know where they need to be so that we can all learn from this, you know, because things like this are controversial. And I will say that I'm not saying that I, I am surefire that I have the correct interpretation on this. Uh, so I just so I don't take it. I won't take a chance on misleading anybody uh, because I know that just like I've always been told that anybody who uh is in a position to where they are teaching something, they are more accountable than other people. 
So I want to, again, take great care to ensure that what I'm telling people is the truth. And if I'm not sure, I will say that I'm not sure about this, but I will give some explanations or interpretations for, um, you know, for whatever is being discussed. And um, one other thing before we close, uh, I know that this Tuesday is the elections and I'm not going to give any kind of endorsements or anything, you know, which is something that I don't do. But I pray that you would all get out and vote, how, whatever your persuasion is, you know, so that we can try to have a say in how this country is run. And um, I just want to say a quick prayer before we close. Dear Lord, Father, if anybody is listening to this right now and is in need of salvation, then I pray that they would come to you before it is too late. You say that today is the day of salvation. Lord, I pray that if you're calling on somebody right now for salvation, I pray that they would heed that call and yield to you and accept Christ into their hearts so, you know, for the remission of their sins so that they could be baptized into the body of Christ for the remission of their sins and or if there's any other needs that are had by anybody listening to this, just like I said at the beginning of this program, I pray that they would know that you are there and that you are listening to them and that you know their hurts and their problems. And even if they can't feel you right at the moment, I pray that they would know and remember that you are there. And it's in Christ's name I pray this. Amen.